0: 瞧瞧超 A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I like how you're only a few years older than me, but... You can feel, you can feel... Yeah, Definitely a tempec- generational gap between us. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, good morning. <laughs> good morning. <laughs>
1: Hello and welcome back to the Stadio Podcast and our seat. I'm Mr. Kwonga. I'm Ryan Hun. Ryan, how are you doing? I'm all right, thanks man. How are you? All the better for seeing you, Ryan. Oh, stop it. <laughs> Aside from that, I'm good. Very good. Despite the dull weather. Did you enjoy the football? I enjoyed both days of the Champions League football, actually. I'm just really glad. I was saying to you before, I'm really glad it's back. Um, plenty of intrigue, plenty of enjoyment. Enjoyment. How about yourself?
0: Yeah, man, enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. It all felt... Uh, maybe, we'll, maybe, 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 we'll, maybe I'll save it. Maybe I'll save it for the the podcast because save it for the analysis. It, felt, yeah, it yeah. felt funny. It felt a bit funny, actually. I'm not gonna lie. Well, but, let's do the admin, and then
1: we'll get into how funny it felt. Yeah, we hope everyone's staying safe and well, getting vaccinated if you can. I've got a dad joke. I've got I've got a dad joke actually. Oh no! No, 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 I'll save I'll save it for the analysis. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Take a little. I can, I, can it, there. I, can, I can say it now. I can say it now. You can say it now if you want. The fact that Ben Beaker had a centre-forward called Darwin, who submitted Barcelona to natural selection. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> You're laughing. <laughs> uh, so
0: we'll be back on Monday, everyone. Thanks.
1: <laughs> 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 Your face. <laughs> We're playing out on Sound of Silence. What have I done? Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs>
0: That's very good. At what point did that pop into your head?
1: The best thing was and I was about to make my coffee and I was like, ah, oh, Darwin, and then the plan began for me and I was like, let me drop this in the podcast. I have to. And I was like, I got to do it. I got to do it. Oh. And it was worth, can I say it was worth it? It's always worth it for a look on your face. Mm. The
0: key to it, I think, so can I just before we do the rest of the admin, I think one, one common um, lovely type of review we always get on the podcast is that you know, the chemistry between us. People are like, oh, Moose and Ryan. <laughs> I, just, I just like people to know that, like, you have no idea what I have to deal with.
1: Is that the new word for suffering, chemistry? Is that what they're calling it now?
0: <laughs> <laughs> the Stadio podcast. Ryan has says the suffering in is necessary. The, suffering, the anxiety exists.
1: Yes. the Simeone cast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I'm kidding. It's always a joy. Well, no, no, no I'm talking. woman it, talking. It, is, is, is it? No, it's not, it, actually. But when it is, it's good. There we go.
1: Yeah, The honesty. The
0: honesty exists. <laughs> uh, anyway, rest of the admin. Have you, have you, you've got a piece going up on the Ringer this week, right?
1: It's up. It's about Hammers Rodriguez oh. and about uh, the very brief time he had at the peak with reference to mountain climbing uh, and Oscar. Uh, it's on ringer.com forward slash soccer. Nice. If you want to check it out. Yeah. yeah we, will, we
0: would have, by the time you listen to this, we would have posted it from the studio, Instagram and Twitter. So other bits of admin. Right, his house on Wednesday. You were with Flo? Yes. That was a really good episode, I thought.
1: Really enjoyed that.
0: Yeah, very, very good. Um, so, for all you Arsenal fans out there who wanted to hear righty go on about the North London derby, um, that's up on the Ring of FC feed now. And yeah, apart from that, if you do listen to us on a podcast app that allows you to write a review, please do so. Be very kind. And, um yeah, Stadio Outros plays on Spotify. Go search for Stadio Outros on Spotify and you'll find all the tunes we play out with, newest ones at the top. So, today, we're going to do something a little bit different today, I think. We're not going to really go game by game, we're going to
1: meander. We do indeed. This is kind of like a free roll podcast, a floating, floating roll podcast.
0: Yeah, on brand because there were some people this week who were playing without the burden of defensive responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> <There> <laughs> Much were like indeed. us on this podcast. So...
1: Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, priceline.
0: Before we move on to the Champions League stuff, can I just give a quick shout out to Arsenal women? There was another North London derby on Wednesday night. Being Spurs 5-1 in the FA Cup, the res- the resumed FA Cup from last season. Can I just give a shout out to Manate Ibabucci? Because I was talking about manner in the rights house group and you know we don't like to do the kind of comparisons to the men's game because I think it's it's just not particularly helpful but I was saying that watching her play for Arsenal already this season has kind of made me feel a little bit like I felt when I was watching Sati Cazola for the men's team right just right. that kind of like there was a great move that she did on the weekend against Manchester City where she just dropped a shoulder and essentially sat someone down yeah right and she scored a wonderful goal against Spurs.
1: She's just an amazing footballer. When, when you talk about players like that, like, you know, Iwabuchin and Kazola, it's funny because they make you look at the game differently. They make you look at, like, I don't think I fully understood. There's, there's, there's players like Kazola like and, and Seydolf as well, where it's like match control, tempo. Mm-hmm. You know, that, you know when, you, when you're young, you don't really think about, when someone asks you about football at the age of like six, unless you're Xavi, who understood counter-dead the age of six, unless you're Xavi, you don't understand like match tempo right? Mm-hmm. You don't, like, you don't understand what it means to like, oh, control the flow of the game. And you see people like that do it, and you're like, oh. Like, it's, it's like, doesn't it, does that make sense? Like, when you see players that playing for the first time, it's like a whole new level of reality. And mm-hmm. you're like, do you know what? I'm not sure I actually understand this game fully, when you see them in action.
0: Yeah, I think it's, that's, yeah. A good, that's a good shout. Um, uh, Chelsea also had a big win in the FA Cup as well. So, the semi-finals are Manchester City against Chelsea. Arsenal against Brighton, they'll be played on the 30th and 31st of October. So keep an eye on the Women's FA Cup. Tobin Heath made her debut as well, started, full debut, that is. She came on as a substitute on the weekend, but she started for Arsenal. And uh, it's all very, um, it's all looking very positive at Arsenal women at the moment.
1: (laughs) Look at back, Mike. A few months. It's wild if you think of the turnaround, actually. I mean, obviously... Yeah, a complete contrast.
0: a complete contrast to last yeah. season where Arsenal had so many injuries that they could barely name a bench. And now this season, their squad, squad depth is, despite right. losing uh, Jill Roard and Danielle van der Donk, you know, keep... And the injury, the injury
1: bug's been passed on to City. Mm-hmm. It's, it's wild how, how football works anyway. Yeah, yeah. we'll get into that yeah. in May.
0: But yeah, let's go to the Champions
1: League. Let's do it. Hmm.
0: This felt really strange watching the Champions League this week. I'm not going to lie. Apart from the, the teams that kind of really cruised through, like Liverpool, for example, not a lot of drama against Porto. Um, maybe we'll start there because it was so low drama. And a quick shout to, obviously, Mohamed Salah with his, what the Germans call a doppelpack.
1: Yeah. Taking that word. I love that word.
0: into second place in the all-time goal scorers from Africa in the Champions League overtaking the great Samuel and still obviously some way behind Didier Drogba.
1: That's um, an incredible, it's an incredible achievement that he's done. Amazing there. achievement. If you think he's
0: had a good run, like him and Sadio Mane have had a nice little run of weeks where they've just ticked off some, some records. Mm. All very calm and drama free for Liverpool this week, which to be honest, is more than can be said for a number of other teams in the Champions League should we stay in this group very, very quickly? And yeah. this is the one thing I was noticing. If you go through and look at the groups, look at the bottom of some of the groups and it's pretty wild. Milan the bottom of this group point uh, without any points after two games. They lost at home to Atleti in what was quite a feisty little game, actually.
1: Yeah. Um, red card for Frank Cassie after less than half an hour.
0: Did you think it was a red? Because it was a second booking, wasn't
1: it? I thought it was bold to give a second yellow that early, but I can see why it was given. Um, it's one of those, it's referee's discretion, isn't it? You see it and you're like, oh my goodness, oh, second yellow, because mm. you feel sorry for the player getting a second yellow, as you do for any player getting a second yellow that early in the game, but I could see why it was given.
0: This was like a few, what, 10 minutes after Rafael Leal had given Milan the lead.
1: It's their first goal in the Champions about eight years or something, but mm. they had a long journey back, um, Milan, long journey back. Journey.
0: And then the two former Barca boys getting warmed up ahead of the, t- the game at the weekend against Barcelona. Antoine Griezmann.
1: Yes, his first goal since getting back.
0: He equalised with six minutes to go and then... Great
1: finish, great finish.
0: A Luis Suarez penalty which was converted in the seventh minute of stoppage time. This seemed to take forever.
1: Yeah, I've re- I felt really sorry for... I think Kalula gave it away and he's been mm. really good since coming in more regularly for Milan. He's been mm. really, really good for them. A little unlucky, I thought, here. Uh, and. Yeah, but the penalty from Suarez, this is notable as well because it was an away goal for him in a Champions League game. And yeah. that is something which he struggled with a lot. So there was all, this, these two games, these two, this sort of Champions League match day had a lot of quirks like that, didn't it? It had a lot of um, interesting little details, I think.
0: Oh, there were so and, many quirks. Yeah. There was, so mu- the quirks. It was, there was so much weirdness though, I thought. Um, I mean, just to wrap up on that game quickly, I thought Atleti deserved to win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Milan playing for, what, an hour with 10 men against Atleti. I mean, that is not a task that any side would want, really. Poor Paul Diaz, for example. Yeah. He's getting to play number 10, uh, set up the goal. You're thinking, well, this is great. Champions League, San Siro, 1-0 up against Atleti. Got Rabic in front of me. I'm not getting shouted at by Zlatan.
1: <laughs>
0: I've got Rafael Leao next to me. This is all looking all right. And then... Kessier gets sent off and
1: then you're like, ah, shit. And then you just have to run. You've you got, got to do this for an hour. Yeah, against them. Against them. Against them. This team that literally love, there's, there's a part of me that wonders if, I, if they're at, I don't think that he enjoy going goal down, but it happens so often. Suffering is necessary. Like, yeah, the suffering is necessary. Oh, goal down. This is where we come into our own. This is what we love. This is the moment. Oh, no. <laughs>
0: It's going to be really interesting this weekend against Barca because I think full stadiums are allowed now in Spain, just in time. I mean, let's talk about Barca quickly. Let's do it. Yeah, Why I mean, the
1: weird, thing with, the weird thing with Barcelona watching this game so that Benfica beat them 3-0 and were just great, just handled them. And the weird thing about this was watching Barcelona attack. And I think it's maybe the hangover of the Messi is just expect them to get something back. Mm. just expect, like, And then all of a sudden go, oh, no, 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 this is not. This is not that Barcelona anymore. Not even close. And the thing that really got me about this game, maybe it was, it was a symptomatic of this game was Eric Garcia's performance where you see the opening goal where he just doesn't get tight. He doesn't get tight at all. And he is, he's yards away. He's never close. He's never, never close in any of that move. And the whole game just felt like that. It just felt like Barcelona were a touch slow, just out of position constantly and they were playing against a team and knew exactly what they were doing, just so well organized. And I don't know, like the thing about this, this defeat, the only good thing about this defeat from a Barcelona perspective is it was so conclusive, so decisive Mm -hmm. that it gives the board carte blanche to be more, to to accelerate Kuma's departure, which I think at this point is... I think it's people, right? I think it is. And you know, we mentioned, you know, you mentioned before about how they can't necessarily afford it. I'm like, to be honest, the only thing you can afford less than a hefty payout is a, is a bad fit because that, that toxifies everything. It was um, a bad fit in the first place. Like, it was, but it's getting worse. It was a bad fit, but it's getting worse, I think. Um, and I think, just, just, you know, what it is, it's because it's, it's the despondency. It's the, you know what I mean? there's There's one thing having a bad fit and the manager coming out and just taking on his shoulders and being like, Difficult time for the club. Great to see players developing. Some optimism there. All on me. You know, it's it's one of those ones where if a manager takes it for the team, then you're at least like, okay, well, there's positive sounds coming out. But it's just at this point, just negativity. He sounds defeated, if that makes sense.
0: Just on this game very quickly, because Darwin Nunes gave Benfica the lead super early. PK got booked after about 12 minutes and then got taken off after half an hour. Wasn't injured. Gavi came on. Kuman shifted the shape a little bit, pushed De Jong back into central defence. From a tactical point of view, you could kind of understand it a little bit. PK was really struggling to handle that Benfica front line. Mm. If you look at who he has around him, like Eric Garcia obviously ended up getting sent off and I just don't think that signing is super working out for Barca.
1: No, no. But
0: on the other side of that, I thought Arroyo was probably Barca's best defender on the day
1: as well. Has that not been the case for months? Yeah, he's put it in low-key. T- like yeah, a he's thing-ish. been really... I really like him, yeah. really like him.
0: I don't know, man. I, I'm not entirely sure that the shape that Kuman insists on setting up is really doing him that many favours with the pieces that he has there.
1: It's very unforgiving on the right flank in particular because you don't, have, you don't have speed to cover for Garcia, right? You've got that mm-hmm. right flank, the right wing back. But the problem is because Sergio Roberto is not the quickest, and this is no fault of his, you invite pressure. Mm. You invite pressure. Like You might argue, for example, that One-on-one, when Garcia's one-on-one with Darwin Nunez, you should argue he shouldn't even be be there. No, Like, he should be central. He's out and he's defending in a fullback position, which is why I've got some sympathy, because Roberto can't get back. If you look at that team, for example, Ryan, if you look at that, um, for example, you might be like, why are those people not on different flanks? Mm. Because Dest can cover for Garcia and Roberto can shuttle up and down and Araujo is a better defender so he can, like, tuck in. Like, for small things like that. But also, like, this team is terminally short on speed. In crucial areas. It just is, right? Like, you know, Busquets, no disrespect to Busquets, but you know, Busquets isn't the quickest. You've got to cover for him. And and that lack of speed means that you've got five yards more exposed all over the pitch. And those yards add up. And Benfica knew that and they hammered it. They absolutely hammered it. You know, watching Benfica, it was funny, like seeing them in this game. They were so quick. It reminded me of when uh, Di Maria was still there and they were just absolutely exposed people on the counter with like lightning attacks. And it was Mm. the same thing here. This could have been more than three.
0: I mean, Barca just look a total mess. Yeah. There were positives to be taken from from the Levante game in the fact that it, it was been a while, probably since the Valverde days, really, that it's felt like Barcelona have really just put away teams like that. Yes, With yes. the regularity that they used to. I don't think Levante were a great side, but because of their I mean, you know, they drew three all with Real Madrid a few weeks ago and mm. they were like instrumental in the in the title race last season. They took points off all the big teams. Yes. But then just a few days later, off the back of like quite a positive result, or probably their most cohesive result of the season, to then look so out of sorts. And the fact that they are bottom of a group that contains Benfica and Dinamo Kiev as the other two sides in there, they haven't scored a goal. I think Kuman's going to have to go. I think they're going to have to just suck up the, the financial of course. Yeah, burden of that.
1: Yeah. But then the thing is, who do they get? Just go for Chavy. Just go for Chavy.
0: But we were saying do that it. he wouldn't want, really want to take it it season Do it. Do it. It's, the
1: it's the Barcelona job. Like, the expectation now is so...
0: So low, I suppose.
1: It's so low. Yeah, he couldn't yeah. just come in and be like, look, is in a great position. He, he can dictate terms. Mm. He can dictate terms. He can come in and say, these are the expectations we have to establish. This is this joint statement we want to make about... We need now to restore personality. Before we can think about results or league position, the first thing is to restore identity. Mm. That's the first step. Now, that squad at Barcelona has got some very, very good pieces. You've got a fit again, Ansu Fati. Mm -hmm. You've got Pedri, you know, you've got, you know, we talked about this many times. You've got some real quality there. And the reason why I think Xavi needs to get in quick is you don't want a summer transfer window. You don't want some, because people know that Barcelona need to sell players, right? So there's some prize assets, which we're going to get to, Yeah. There are prize assets in that squad, and if those prize assets—does just, just my reasoning make sense? Yeah, yeah. If they don't give, if, if Barcelona's management don't give them something to be excited about the next two years, there's the exit.
0: I think that's a really good point about Javi. If Javi's going to come in to come in now and almost like get into the squad, be like,
1: "Stay, trust me, yeah. it's me," kind of thing. We'll work this out get the rondos out, see who looks good, which players aren't being given their shine, which shape is wrong. We're playing a 3-5-2, mm, we're Barca, 4-3-3, let's get back. You know what I mean? Like just that mm-hmm. kind of energy. It needs that, like someone to galvanise. Yeah, I
0: think you're right. And you, sm- you spoke about assets. I, I sent you a cheeky text last last.: You night. did. <laughs> I, I, I love this shout actually. Put it this way. I'm just read you something. <laughs> I actually thought Arsenal was pretty beautiful in the past. In my mind, I had the following list for a long time. Ajax to Arsenal to Barcelona. I call it the Marco Overmars route. But yes, if you can go directly to Barca, then you are also right where you want to be faster than you ever dared to dream.
1: Frankie de Jong. Frankie de Jong to Arsenal would be absolutely amazing. It would be absolutely amazing. The football Arsenal would play, because he hasn't fully shown his best at Barcelona, for various reasons, most of which are nothing to do with him. I think a lot of people haven't seen his full capabilities who watch, you know, who watch within the English game. Frankie de Jong alongside Thomas Partey would give that midfield astonishing fluidity. This is a player who at his peak is extremely difficult to press. I can't think of many footballers in his bracket that quite do, there's, there's players that, you know, that, aim to do what Frankie de Jong does, but who can do what he does? Mm. I don't know. I mean, I, d- I don't know if there are
0: many. Do you remember those old videos that we used to watch of, well, I say old, they were literally like two years ago. I mean, go back and watch Frankie de Jong's highlights from that Champions League run with Ajax. And it's just yes. the speed at which he would drop in, pick the ball up from either the centre-backs sort or of the goalkeeper, either yes. have two or three touches or play two or two passes and progress Ajax 60 yards Unreal. up the pitch. Unreal, Yeah. We mentioned it the other day. I think in terms of like defending in transition, when you break the field, which is one of your most favourite phrases, Broken field, yes, yes, break that, break that field, and like cause chaos, indeed. But that is where, where you know, I mean, we saw, we'll talk about it in a minute. But but the PSG Man City game, for example, the thing that Man City didn't do to PSG was break their defensive structure. Yes, whereas PSG caught them on the hop a couple of times and
1: did. You know it's you funny, know. I mean, yeah. yeah exactly. I would say, for and that's, sorry, fans, that's what Frank, yeah.
0: Frankie Dion yeah. does. Like, for, has, no, yeah, so absolutely. Often, like causes yeah. causes teams who are looking, who are kind of like pressing quite aggressively up the pitch, especially yes. back in the Ajax days. I mean, yeah. he absolutely. Like, again, this is you've said this a million times. This this guy went into the Bernabeu at what twenty one years old and ran it, ran it, ran. The show I,
1: I really love that as a signing potentially for arsenal but this, i mean, this, no, but, no, it's please,
0: please don't at me or i know it's it's right. highly unrealistic
1: i don't think it's highly i think it's unrealistic well, well, i don't think it's highly unrealistic anymore i think it's like as an if, if an offer for a sizable offer was made there might be a conversation
0: if i if i was someone at arsenal now i would be like on the phone to mark overmars and be like get in his ear Right, Mark Overmars, can't get him back at Ajax. Then where else would he want him to
1: go? I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying, listen, listen I'm just Dorm- saying. Dortmund, do has entered the chat.
0: <laughs> oh, now, wow. Okay, hang on. You have my attention.
1: Good <laughs> like Lord. you'd have to shift things around, but,
0: but, Good but. Good Lord. So it's surprising to throw out Atalanta out there just for the, someone at home <laughs> listening being like, we got him, I got bingo, I got the moose of bingo. Him, ding, 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 ding,
1: ding, ding, ding. <laughs> but look, if we've thought about it, Dortmund have thought about it. Oh yeah, I mean, they've thought about yeah, it. They probably yes, would have yeah. thought about Messi. That's true, actually,
0: yeah. Speaking of Messi, he got his first goal for PSG and um
1: felt like a moment, for, actually. For, for much of the game, Messi appeared to be rather like you and I. A, a man approaching middle age, taking a gentle walk, in Paris in the evening. Um, In the sense that like, you know, he he had a couple of bursts, but he was not really that engaged. It was funny at the end of the game, Pochino was like, amazing performance and goal. And he was like, he had to rush over performance because he was like, no, it really wasn't an amazing performance. But the goal, when you talk about a moment, it was like, Messi was like, okay, this is home. You know, when you move into a new flat or a new house and you're like, it doesn't feel like, you know, or a new area. It doesn't feel like home until you take a certain walk yep. or find your favorite cafe or your favorite spot. You know how it is, your favorite spot. Messi's goal, as you're right, it felt like the moment when Messi was like, this is my new home. And the thing about the goal that was so incredible. You see that the celebration, the joy, the unfolding, and the freedom that he played with, you know, and it's a goal we've seen before for Messi. We've seen that star before. Oh,
0: God. Yeah. I mean, that's all I that tweeted about it. I've seen that movie before. Although, carry on. But there we go. Yeah, we're going to. Though.
1: When he's on the halfway line like that and he's fixed in the position, he looks up and he's, he, he sees the one-two already coming into place and he makes that diagonal cut. The genius, of the, the genius of the goal that he scored is the cut that he makes in field is so steep that you won't track it. If his run was flatter, it was like, okay, well, I can cut this out. But because the run is so steep, no reasonable defender comes out to meet him there because he can beat you both directions and then he's left you in the open field. And so he's basically going through deep space at that point. It's like when you see like um these extraterrestrial bodies that go beyond the reach of planet a planetary orbit and they're just like out by themselves and you can't, there was no one, there's no gravity to grab him. And um, the one, two plays is gorgeous, but the bit you're mm. going to talk about, which is the bit you clocked, I didn't clock, is that he basically sends Edison the wrong way. Yeah, if you look the at the, the
0: replay, box. Edison takes a step to Edison's right, because that kind of threw me on it. So we've, we've seen, there's, there's a certain position of the pitch. I think I wrote a piece for the stadio site ages ago about um, Mm. Messi getting the ball on the halfway line. Yes. And the, and the difference between Messi and, and pretty much every other greatest player of all time or people in the conversation is that if you talk about that with regards to them, you usually know what goal you're talking about. Yes. With Messi, you don't. Right. Um, And this was another position on the pitch, not quite on the halfway line, but a position of the pitch that he has picked the ball up. And as soon as it happens, you're like, this is danger. Just red flags. And the thing is, you can actually sense the panic within the Man City side. Because as we were mentioning before, whilst PSG, we'll talk about PSG a little bit in a minute, but what Man City failed to do was really to dislodge and disorganize their back line. Yeah. PSG is essentially sucker punch, not sucker punch, but they countered quite a lot with City. Yes, yes, yes. And when the, when the ball broke to Messi on the right-hand side, you were just like, this is danger, straight away. You knew that it was a problem. And when he gets the ball back, I expected him to go... Top left. Yeah, top left or bottom left. Because it, mm. it, it was a really similar angle that he came onto it where he that goal that he scored in the, the winner in the Classico. Mm. You know, bottom left, side foot. We've seen him score those goals a million times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think Edison thinks he's going to go there because Edison takes one small step to his right, anticipating that Messi's going to go into that corner. And then he obviously goes into the opposite corner.
1: And he's doomed. He's absolutely doomed. He's totally doomed.
0: I think it's a very, very, very deliberate, he thinks I'm going there, I'm going here kind of thing.
1: Absolutely. Look, we've seen this before. It was, um, this reminds me of that, you know, the moment when, well, the moment when Messi leaves Boateng sitting down that moment in particular was one where Messi said, and I think there's a similar thing here, Messi said he knew that Boteng expected him to go one way, so mm-hmm. he cut the other. Boateng expected him to go left and went right. And I think maybe, maybe again here, like Edison expected him to go left. And it's almost like that run that he's making is giving him the whip that he needs and the torque to flip it into that top corner. Mm. And to kind of, to send the keeper the wrong way. It's actually more tricky to put it box. in that corner, I think. Yeah, to send the keeper the wrong way, to punch it like that. The thing about Messi as well, there's a thing he does if you go and watch a lot of his long range goals, Sid Lowe said this actually ages ago, um, Messi scored, <clears throat> I think it was the second of his goals in the, the classic when he scores the hat-trick when he's 19. It says Messi smashed it. I think it was the first goal. Messi smashes it. Messi never smashes it. Yep. And if you watch how Messi hits the ball hard from distance, it's fascinating. Yeah. Like the unique. control. Yeah. yeah. It's a unique style. Like there's a, um, it's not cathartic. There's always, he always punches it. It's like you firing know? up a flare. Exactly. Exactly that. Yep. Yep. So yeah, a superb goal for Messi in that game. And PSG.
0: But not his greatest contribution to the game, I don't think.
1: Oh no, no, it Leo, wasn't. Oh, Leo, legal.
0: come sleep behind us. Captain Marquinhos. Like, I, I love Marquinhos. Oh, he's amazing. He had, a, he had
1: a great, he had a great game
0: too. He great game w- too. is not overawed. Leo, come sleep behind us. And the thing is, that's <laughs> amazing, <laughs> is that Messi's reaction is like, Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. I'll be right there. It's yeah. A, yeah.
1: yeah. And you can see him like going, yeah, okay. Yeah. I'll go with it. And
0: yeah, then yeah, Neymar, do you want to switch?
1: Are you sure you want to do this? No, 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 no. I'm good. And then Herrera is like, how have I got here? And Herrera was like, I was playing under Van Hal, and this wasn't going away. And now I'm like, I'm at PSG and Messi is lying down. And Herrera was like, you, the look on Herrera's face is even funnier. Mm. It's just like, what is happening here? But who thought, who thought that Leo Messi would be the watcher on the wall quite literally? Who thought he would be the watcher on the wall? Like, just guarding. This game, I think, led into a bit of the
0: the theme of the week, which was just like, it's all over the place, the Champions League so far. I know there were only two games in, but I'm not sure who the absolute favourite will be for this. We were saying that, you know, PSG might be on the end of a hammering at some point in the season, especially deep in the Champions League. This, to me, felt like a weird game because I don't actually think they were that good. Poch played it quite well. I mean, Poch and Pep, Poch <laughs> Pe- Pep is playing Poch. Poch was quite smart in the way that he knew that Man City were going to have loads of the ball. Yes. But yet you've got a front three of Mbappe Neymar Messi. It doesn't kind of really matter as long as we don't concede anything. Yeah. City should yeah. have scored, obviously. I think Sterling's header, Sterling should have scored with the header and Bernardo Silva should have absolutely scored with the rebound. Maybe it's a different game.
1: It was quite Barcelona Real Madrid, weirdly enough, in terms of the dynamic, you know, like the very pragmatic nature mm. of, of Madrid, knowing they have firepower mm. and really all they have to do is contain to a certain extent. Yeah. No, Ster- I think Sterling's header, I think that was, I don't think it was a bad miss. I think, you know, the follow-up by Bernardo Silva was, was, was poor. Mm. And that also came at a crucial point in the game when City were playing. It was almost like they would have got the goal they deserved at that point. Mm. And who knows what they would have done with that momentum.
0: Shaffer just a gay as well, by the way, who absolutely rocketed that first goal in. Potch
1: is doing well. He's spreading out the scoring. Like maybe that's that's credit to him because he's like, if you're going to draw if these players will draw this much attention, the others have to be ready to pick up scraps.
0: Um, the other interesting result in this is that Club Bruges beat RB Leipzig, RB Leipzig a bomb of that group. We've talked about this before. There were so many weird teams around this season. Leipzig, we said they're two big wins of the season against Hertha, against Stuttgart. But elsewhere, they've just not been impressive. I'd
1: be worried now. I'd be worried now, to be honest.
0: Quickly, Group C, Ajax beat Besiktas
1: 2-0. It's really nice to see Halle looking so happy as well. Sebastian yeah. Halle. Yeah, that's really nice. Uh,
0: Doniel Marlin got his first goal for Borussia Dortmund. Lovely goal. up by Jude Bellingham. They beat Sporting uh, 1-0. Uh, Ajax and Dortmund are level on points. Ajax are top on goal difference in that group.
1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip.
0: It was just a really long drive. ba 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 At participating McDonald's. Let's go to Old Trafford. Yes. And then we'll do, we've probably left the biggest story to last, but you know, it's Stadio, so you knew what this was.
1: You knew what this was, exactly.
0: (laughs) Manchester United 2, Real 1. Oh man, these games are the most dicey games to talk about. Right. After the game, I was watching Solskjaer's interview and there was a lot of talk about this happens at Old Trafford, the Stretford end sucks the ball in. When you've got Cristiano Ronaldo on the pitch, this is always possible. Because obviously, you've got the euphoria of scoring an extra time, an extra time, an added time winner. Yeah. You've obviously got Cristiano Ronaldo, who's the new signing, returning I And mean, the kind of the talisman,
1: really, of the front line, I suppose. Yep. Yeah
0: yeah, 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 He's taken big yeah. out of trouble.
1: Record Champions League appearances, 178 now. Record Champions League
0: appearances, I think the latest goal for Manchester United in a 90-minute game
1: since... Solskjaer and the, the other final. guy. Since so the other guy, yeah, yeah.
0: So the thing is, there's all of this like narrative and romance and like,
1: yeah, of course, you yeah, know, yeah, just yeah. like yeah.
0: it's all emotion at the moment, which is great, and obviously that's kind of what mm. we all love about football. But there is always this little thing there where
1: it's almost. Like, I know what you're saying. You know what it is. Here's the thing. So first of all, to beat Villar- Villarreal, like this was a superb achievement, and the the goal they got the equalizer um, was a beautiful goal, so well constructed, Bruno Fernandes and. Alex Tellis with a stunning volley. That is outstanding goal. What I will say though, maybe symbolic that that goal came beautiful set piece move and not from open play because the cohesion again, oh, I'm tired of saying this, the cohesion of United's attacking play. Yeah, it's just not there. The orchestra. Yeah. And it's, it's just not there. It's just not there. And here's the thing, a team that is persistent, motivated, which United are, which has magnificent firepower in its array, which United have will over the course of 90 minutes, eventually create something. And I suppose the problem is this. It was like with Bruno Financiers' penalty in the last minute. The penalty miss. Shouldn't be waiting until that late in the game mm. to put a team away at home, if that makes sense. And that's not me really trying to be harsh. It's just how I... The, these games are making... They're making harder work of these games than they should be.
0: Yeah, but in a, in a sense, that, this is the thing about Manchester United at the moment. They're a complete contradiction. Mm, everything about it is a contradiction because they're kind of getting these results. I mean, they lost to Villa on the weekend. Mm. They bounced back. I thought Finanj had a really, really good game considering he was obviously so disappointed after the penalty miss against Villa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They kind of made hard work of West Ham. They lost to young boys. The great thing for Manchester United is that even though they have Everton on the weekend and then they've got uh, Leicester away after the international break, I mean, you could put Atalanta in that as well. They've kind of got to the Liverpool game to figure something out.
1: Right. So they've yeah. got a month, yeah. basically. Yeah. Well, what a hero's journey for Jesse Lingard because he got the assist. I mean, this that, is a real positive, that, yeah. Consider, considering, you know, the young boy's um, mistake that he made um, for their goal, he must feel like I earned those three points back mm. in a way. And he persisted till late. And he was he was someone, Jesse Lingard, shout out to him, he was dropping deep and playing passes, doing everything he could to he's get on that field. well. When he's yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, playing really, really well, well when yeah. he's coming in. Yeah,
0: But yeah, do you know what I mean about Manchester United? Well, they've beaten the side that beat them in the Europa League final
1: just a few months ago. But... Exactly. And people have been saying it. Like, it's one of those ones where the consensus that I'm seeing is this is someone who has taken, who has done an incredible job of reconstruction of the squad um, and has restored so much, um, you know, in terms of like shipping players out, getting players in, has restored a lot of the belief, is playing the best football since that guy left, you know, and has got people as excited about going to games as they were in the late era of like, you know, the, the, the people who are excited to turn up to games and Which see, guy? you know, at their peak, you know, Ferguson, rags. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sorry. I had to mention him. But what I will say is that, um, I think there's always that thing of like, he's done all this great stuff and yet there's the extra level of yeah. attacking and cohesion. And that's, and I think that's just going to be the thing that keeps coming up, to be honest, no matter what results they get for the next two, three years, I think we're just going to keep having this conversation. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's, and that's only because, sorry, just to say, just to underline that point, that's only because there's only a handful of coaches anywhere in the world that can give a squad that extra level of that cohesion, attacking cohesion.
0: That's what I was thinking about the Manchester United stuff this week. I was just like, well, I mean, this is super fun, huh? Like last minute winners in front of the Stratford end, club legend scoring them. Wow. You know, the good times are back. And then you're like,
1: mm. depends on the definition of fine. And the definition of fine keeps shifting because it's united. So expectations naturally grow. Mm. And so what was fine for six months ago and fine for now will not be fine six months from now. It won't be fine when Chelsea get their second wind and work out their current, you know, they got some, they got a couple of issues at the moment, which I think it's fair to say when Liverpool have their back line, like completely happy again. And when city start scoring at volume, fine is not going to be fine in six months. Anyway, that's my. That's my thoughts.
0: On a serious note though, they really needed that win. Yeah, yeah. They hadn't. They would have been bottom of that group. But uh, Atalanta top, young boys second, um, Manchester United third, and Villarreal bottom with one point. Um, We're going to swerve most of Group G. There was a very, very questionable penalty late in the game. Joski Lavogi, who got a second yellow and sent off, even though that was so weird. But Rakitic was under so much pressure to score that penalty, and Max Arnold and load of, and like Val Vegas and all these other, loads of other Volswear players were really hype in the crowd. Yeah. And he just slotted it home. It's nice and easy. Um, Rakadic
1: could score a shootout penalty in zero gravity. Like this yeah. guy is just, he doesn't care about the surrounding context. Yeah.
0: Speaking of penalties, care. Karim Adeyemi, he's got four penalties in the Champions League this season. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's uh, going to be a quiz stat, isn't it, at some point? Yeah. That'll be a quiz stat one day. When, yeah, I'm yeah. trying to
0: think of like, uh, if you can get Penn into. Penball, Salzburg. Now they was doing Pessi and Pinaldo and Hernandez. <laughs> Penball, Salzburg. Uh, mm. Two penalties for them. Two, two for Adigami. Um, Burk Yomash got a goal back for Lille. Oh, we haven't even talked about Juve, Chelsea, man.
1: Yeah, let's do it. Oh my goodness,
0: Federico Chiesa is so he's a
1: system breaker. Yeah. Like he's a system breaker in the sense that when you play against Juve, you're like, ah. Oh wow, you've here struggling here. Oh no, like mm. we forgot about Kies. Like, like the Sampdoria game, good example. And like all mm. the game before that, like the last couple of matches where in Serie A, he just raises it. And this one again, like, and I, there was a thing, I, I tweeted this. I said, it's funny, like Juventus are basically like, they've reset to like 1990s mm. Serie A, Juventus. like, you could just see the flash come in their eyes. They're like, <gasps> they go a goal up. And then all of a sudden you see the defenders warming up on the sideline and you see them. They're like, we know what this is. We've done this before. And Chelsea like, oh no, like of all, of all the teams you'd want to play to get a confidence boosting victory back, it is not Juventus at home with Chiesa as the spearhead because he gives them everything. Like you talk about, yeah. you talk about Ronaldo as talismanic. For them, he is absolutely talismanic.
0: You know, when people go like, uh, you know, they want to like, they want to bat on are like, oh, you want to dance?
1: Yes. Juve was <laughs> like, oh, you want to defend? Oh, really? Yes, can I help? No, it was the clip art, the word I, Oh, you appear to be defending. <laughs> Would you like help with that? <laughs> oh, you think you can defend? Hmm, hmm, interesting. Nice, nice defense you've got there. Chiellini starts doing head spins. Like in Bonucci doing <laughs> the robot. Throwing down, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan is doing the robot here and it's incredible. Yeah, it's great. Release the tapes. Um, so, yeah, Juve uh, won Chelsea nil and took all worry, you know, wondering about why they had a lack of intensity. Mm. They looked ponderous in attack. Uh, Kai Havertz with a late header over the bar should have scored that, really. Lukaku really should have scored with yeah. five minutes to go. I mean, that that is
0: a I mean, the thing hit. is, if they had none of the ball and created nothing, I would worry. Right. Mm. But they absolutely battered him. 73% possession. Yeah. Way more shots. Way more, like, way more chances created. 14 chances to five. Uh, head on expected goals. The shots on, they should have had shots, more shots on target. That's the problem. They really should have tested Chesney more. Mm. Uh, the other game in that group, Zenit beat Malmo 4 0. So Malmo. Are, Zenit
1: looked really good.
0: Yeah. I mean, Malmo, yeah, yeah. yeah Malmo was struggling in that group. Malmo, bottom of yeah. the group. Uh, Zenit third Chelsea second Uvate, top uh, we didn't mention Bayern absolutely hammering Dinamo Kiev 5-0 but they did they're top of that group let's go to group D quickly because FC Sheriff are top if this had happened last night we probably would have started with this but yeah I was listening to shouts to the Spanish Football Podcast they did a bonus pod after that and they were suggesting that it might be the biggest upset in uh, Europe for a Spanish side ever whoa and the thing is, SC Sheriff are a curious club. Right, and right, right. It's one of those, it's like, uh, you know how I was saying that everything was a bit, felt just felt, felt a bit confusing this week. I think the Sheriff thing is a prime example of that. A feel good story that's also very much kind of like not so much of a feel good story.
1: At the same but that's part. why we have kind of checked our swing on it because if this was just the kind of like, oh, a glorious story of a club that's, you know, wholesome and grassroots and wholesome then we would be like oh my goodness but it's almost like ah
0: uh. there's a thread about it that I posted on Twitter from someone who was born and kind of raised in the area that thread
1: it's, reads I, I can't wait till that person writes a football memoir because that, that is a wild unreal, unbelievable wild thread
0: Rory Smith wrote a piece about it I think for the New York Times as well and also Matt Ford wrote something for DW let's just say it's an interesting story Sheriff
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: but I mean let's focus on the footballing side of it because otherwise we're going to be like Moni,
1: yeah and also as well in, in uh, also as well they won't be the first club in the Champions League with no exactly questionable backers um, I love the stat breakdown of this game 76%
0: to 24% possession my goodness 3.15 expected goals to 0.37 31 shots to 4 25 chances created to 6 3 big chances to 1 625 accurate passes to 166 this is my favourite, though. Three shots on target for Sheriff. Two goals. And the winner, let's just say, I mean, Kareem Benzema, for example. Uh, Karim Benzema, he... Was that not some kind of record, his goal? we oh, overtook Raul in Champions League goal scoring okay. for Madrid.
1: Which is incredible, Amazing. Actually. That's incredible. Like, amazing, in amazing.
0: Amazing. Yeah, yeah. But... uh I, I just remembered something that I was listening to yesterday on, I was listening to second captains. So Sebastian Thiel got an absolute beautiful winner in this game. <laughs> Ken Early was talking, shouts to Ken, <laughs> the legend that is Ken Early. He was talking, he was just like, guys, does that name ring a bell? Sebastian Thiel. And then like, I think Owen was like, oh, isn't Peter Thiel? And he's just like, no, no, spelled differently. Basically there are three Till brothers Sebastian was the only one who didn't make it on the pitch. He stayed on the bench for Luxembourg when Luxembourg beat Ireland at the Aviva Stadium.
1: Oh no, and he was holding on to the bitterness for so long. <laughs> and Ken was oh just no. like, maybe that Luxembourg side weren't so bad after all. Wow, he was holding on to scored the winner in the Bernabeu. <laughs> I love that so much. Yeah, it was really funny. I love the stuff that he notices. Ken's hilarious, man. Ken's, the, yeah, Ken's yeah. a G. Yeah, yeah. What a goal, though. What a It was goal. an what
0: unbelievable a... goal. It was such and a good goal.
1: Absolutely. There's abs- the thing, like, the amount that Sheriff had to absorb from Rail. Rail really, really turned up the heat on them and they just withstood all of it. All of it. I mean, the thing that's
0: really good about this is that I'm not 100% sure that they'll still they'll make it out of the group, but they've got a five-point jump on Inter and a five-point jump on Shakhtar. We see this quite a lot, I think, in the Champions League. Teams jump out early and then yeah. pull back. But two wins in two to start, that could be enough for them to, yeah, put, I mean that, like, put it this way, that could yeah. be enough for them to get into
1: the Europa League. Also, especially since Shakhtar have to play Real twice again, and we know that Shakhtar have, shall we say, history and previous. As Can the you ma- say. right? Let's just, yeah.
0: let's, let's play, let's do a what if. Right. Shakhtar beat Real Madrid twice. Because <laughs> they've, they've got them back to back now, right? Right, right. So that means Shakhtar will be on seven points. Uh, let's say Inter, Beat Sharif twice. So you'll have Inter and Shakhtar on seven points, Sharif on six points, and Real Madrid on three points after four games. <laughs>
1: yeah, but you know what's going to happen. It won't you know happen. happen.
0: Yeah.
1: Now that you've had that conversation, I said this before, Real will come top of the group.
0: All right, shall I, should I oh, cut um, that? Oh, shall I cut that? No, 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 I leave mean, it no, in the there, thing is, like, I don't, th- I don't I think Real will get out of the group because they just yeah, always yeah, get yeah. out of the group.
1: Yeah, they're Real Madrid.
0: For fans of that region who. who I mean, there were quite a few of them in the Bernabeu as well. It wasn't, it wasn't complete, complete silence.
1: Nice trip that. Oh yeah, not a bad nice, trip. At nice. all. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, so, shouts to the Sharif players, dug in there, efficient. I think is the word. Absolutely. And shouts to everyone who uh, was making Sharif puns. Yes,
1: I was. I was I, given my reputation for dad jokes. I actually refrained. I was quite proud of myself. I didn't get involved with the wow. Sharif puns. I'm very proud of you. Yeah, you know that's great. A rare, it's a gross. rare
0: display of. Uh, Restraint. Yeah, from Moussa Wow, <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't say that if, uh, with a couple more signings, Sharif might win three straight Champions Leagues.
1: No, and I'm holding back on that, actually. Yeah. I'm not making big takes so uh, far this season. You no? noticed I haven't made a big take yeah. so far you this season. You know why? It's because I keep adding them out. <laughs> I don't mind. I'll just listen. Watch my Twitter, at Kwonga. I'll tweet them out there.
0: Free speech.
1: Moussa's <laughs> joining exactly. the free
0: speech log- logic <laughs> it's and reason, the- reason brigade. <laughs> <that> exactly.
1: <the> nuance. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, listen, man. If the...
1: What the world Calm, needs now. Calm, rational tweets. Rational tweets. Rational,
0: sceptic tweets. Is it Bert Bacharach sang? What the world needs now.
1: <laughs> nuance. Sweet nuance. <laughs> exactly. As you find my tweets. Should bounce? Let's do it.
0: I quite enjoyed doing a little like, just roaming through it. Well, yeah,
1: it. but I think that's good doing that because you get, if you float around the games, you know, when you watch games like in and out you, you get a sense of what's happening as an overall arc.
0: I think for the group stages, this is like the, a fun way to do it, huh? We just kind of like, I mean, we ended up kind of going game by game kind of anyway, but dying around a little bit. Oh, actually, should we tell the people about some plans? Because we kind of chatted about it last night, didn't we? About the watch-along yeah, stuff. Yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? Yeah, let's do, it, let's do it. This season, we're going to do a couple of watch-along things on Green Room where people can watch the games with us and we'll be there talking about it and there's a little thing where you can ask questions and stuff like that. We're going to roll that out maybe in November. We're going to do our first one in November. Maybe for the Stadio Derby. Because hmm. I think it's a midweek game this time. But uh, we might do like the, the, the last group games of the Champions League and stuff like that. Because a couple of people were hitting us up about watch-along stuff and uh, yeah, we've got it We've, we've got it in, in mind. The pipeline, yeah. Uh, should we bounce?
1: Let's do it. Rock right. and roll.
0: We hope everyone's staying safe, staying well. TheRinger.com forward slash soccer. Go and read Moose's piece. Don't forget to check right house up on The Ringer FC feed if you haven't already. If you do listen to us on the podcast app, that allows you to rate and review. Please do so. be very kind. Uh, Stadio on Twitter. Stadio football on Instagram. Stadio Watcher's place on Spotify. Which Any complaints? At Ryan Hun? Leave me out of this. At Ogwonger.
1: Oh God. Okay. If you must.
0: You've got the bigger following so you'll notice it less. It's not a following. It's a readership. <laughs> There we go. Ha, ha, ha. Your face. It's not a band. It's an art project. God. Your face. It's not even October. Oh, it's too late. Seven months of the season left. Eight months of the season left. Help. Ha, ha. You're like
1: Kuman. Kuumen man. Oh, I forgot to say.
0: I forgot to say my Kuhn thing. Cooman has we made a contract and I intend to fulfill
1: it, energy. Very much so, yeah, absolutely.
0: (laughs) Oh God. So you may remember at the top of the show, you made a a dad joke.
1: Oh no. (laughs) I did, I did. And very good it was too. So (laughs) I changed
0: my original plans on who we're gonna play out on. We're gonna play out on our good friend Martin. Oh, oh amazing. With a track called Natural Selection.
1: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, a sting in the tail. You <laughs> know Which actually also happens to be one of my favorite tunes. Love it so much. Well there you go. Let's do it. (laughs) It came full circle. It came full circle.
0: Uh, Much love, everyone. Have a lovely weekend and we'll see you on Monday. See you then.